gonna who gonna start us off in prayer? You, me. <laughs> I say we rock paper scissors shoot for it. Dog. Let's do it, bro. All right, All best right. out of three. Now we can do it one one and done. Let's do it. Right. Ready? Rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Rock paper scissors shoot. <laughs> Wait, I, oh, you won. So that means you get to pray. No, you get to pray. Oh, okay, bet. Yeah. Okay, all right. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for allowing us to come here today, God. We want to thank you for the opportunity and the platform that you've blessed us with, God, to spread your word, spread your gospel, God. Um, we, we love you. We thank you. We worship you. Um, God, we pray that your Holy Spirit moves through us to, to let your word be spoken. Use us as an instrument. Use us as a tool, God, so that you get all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. We love you. We thank you. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's do it. <sighs> All right, so let's get into it. So episode one, dog, the foundation, or one point five, yeah, something like that. All right, one point one, one point two, yeah, one point, yeah, yeah. Okay. Season season one, episode something, yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, man, you know, what are we talking about today, bro? Um, want to talk about why is it? What's what's the the big deal about the gospel? Like why why is that important? Um. <laughs> the gospel is important because it's everything, bro. It's everything. Um, the gospel is why we do what we do. It's the whole reason. Without the gospel, there's no hope. Without the gospel, there's no point in being. Uh, there's no point in being or doing anything. There's no the the real reason to our existence relies on the gospel. You know. Um, and because it's so important, it's important for us to, to truly understand what it is. Um, far too often we hear false gospels or we hear things that aren't, you know, truly biblical. And so it's important for us to, to truly understand or get a, a, a biblical understanding of the gospel because that allows us to make informed decisions. Right. Um, every single person on this planet um, falls into I like to say they fall into four categories. Mm hmm. Either they've heard the true gospel and they accept it, or they heard the true gospel and they reject it, or they've heard a false gospel and they accept it, or they heard a false gospel and they reject it. And every single person. So run, run that back, run that back. Okay, so every single person falls into one of those four categories, right? Either you heard you 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 were you were privileged and you were blessed and somewhere through your lifetime somebody actually introduced the true gospel like the true unadulterated gospel of jesus christ king james version <laughs> <laughs> i know it ain't the passion <laughs> but no but um you've you've heard the gospel the true gospel and you've even had the choice to accept it or reject it mm -hmm. so those are the first two categories okay. either you've heard the true gospel you accept it or you reject it or You've heard a false gospel and you accept it. Or you've heard the false gospel and you reject it. Right. Um, and so the part that worries me the most are those last two. Right. Because if I'm choosing to make a decision to accept something or reject it, I want to make sure I have enough information about what it is I'm actually making a decision about it. In in medicine, what they call it informed consent. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to know exactly what I'm choosing to accept or choosing to reject. Right. And um, far too often, specifically in America, you know, 
there's false gospels being preached all the time. Um, and it's not like, you know, they're sporadic, like is a church here, there's a church there, it's it's this group, is that group. No, there's multiple false gospels being preached in multiple churches, large churches, some of the largest churches in this country, in the world, have pastors who are standing in the pulpit Sunday after Sunday who are teaching false gospels, right? And that's that's the the scary part. I don't mean to cut you off, but that's that's the scary part about all this. It's just like their their heart is in the right place, but they're not getting the truth. See, and and I don't know. I don't know about that. I like to think their heart's in the right place, but but I mean, if if you don't know any better, so that's that's like me beginning a beginning my faith walk where mm-hmm. I'm I'm truly selling myself out to be with God. And I just happened to stumble into a a church where they're preaching the false gospel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought you. I that's thought where, you. That's where I'm coming from. I got from you. Oh, 100. I thought yeah. you were referring to to the the pastors. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> they have a nah, responsibility they, to they know. know yeah, yeah, and that's the sad part, right? There are a lot of people. Exactly. There are a lot of people who really truly think they're serving God, and they're serving something else that has the illusion or the name of God, but it's really not Him. So, um. That's what we really want to dive in today is to try to lay the gospel out in a plain way that's that's understandable, right? And that it's true, you know. So and, and throughout this, I pray that the Lord uses us to truly speak um his word and to rightfully divide the word. Um so when yeah. we when we talk about the the gospel, um the gospel is just another way of saying the good news. Um, right. so right. biblically speaking, the and the entire Bible is the good news. Um, but you know, it's, it's the main, I'm not gonna say the main focus, but a, a key portion of that is when Jesus comes in. Um, so, you know, God found a way to bring his kingdom and his earth together to help this corrupt world. Right. And that's where the gospel comes in. Um, so God fulfilled his plan through the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right. Um, and you can find the gospels, um, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Right. Those are the eyewitness accounts of the people who live with God, live with God, live with Jesus. I mean, Jesus is God. I wasn't wrong. They live, they, they live with Jesus. They walked with him. They followed him. They, they, they heard him speak. So imagine like, you know, 1960 something and you walking with MLK. I'm not trying to compare MLK to Jesus, but I'm saying like, you was like, yeah, I was out there with the marches. I was in his church. I was on the front row. That's who that's standing together. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Right. We broke bread. I sat at his house. I met Coretta. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) imagine, imagine those people then writing a, their eyewitness accounts of what they saw. That's essentially what the the four gospels are. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So, um, the four, the four gospels are the eyewitness accounts of, of not only just like his, his death, um, and resurrection, but also his ministry. So we, a lot of what it is we learn and a lot of it that we, that we follow and believe is found in the teachings of, 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 of Christ, um, in those, in those four gospels. Luke and, John. Yeah. and it's, it's actually pretty cool because like you see four different perspectives of Jesus's life. So it's just like me, you, Jonathan, and, uh, who we going to throw in? Let's just throw Zoe in there. All right. So we all go to a party. Shout out, Zoe. Yeah, my boy, Zoe. So we all go, I'm not even going to say a party. We all go to a, let's just say a festival. Um, and we Church. all have 
church festival. Church festival. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I say. Let's not let's not go to a party. Let's let's, let's say a church revival. Festival. <laughs> we going to revival. Yes, we we praying for people revivals. Yeah, so yeah, let's say we go to a revival. Um, and we have a each of us have a different perspective of that revival. So that's right. basically what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is. Um. So, you know, Matthew might talk about things deeper than Mark does. Right. Um, that's why I did the crucifixion of um, of Jesus. Um, you out there, like, that's, I told you, like, that's what I was studying um, this week. Mm. Um, and, like, literally each person describes it differently, but it's the same story. Same story. So, there's actually a, um, there's actually a, a um, I don't even know the name of the book, but there is a, um, uh, he's a retired uh, detective, homicide detective. I think his name is Jay Warner Wallace. And there's a movie called God's Not Dead, number two. And there was oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. you seen? Yep, yep. So there was yep. there was a scene when he's on 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 trial and or he's a, he's a witness in the trial and they're talking about um, the gospels and they ask him, well, why is it that you have these four gospels yet there are differences in them? And he says, actually, and I, I remember this. I don't remember word for word, but I remember the gist of what he was saying. He was saying. The fact that there are slight differences in their accounts doesn't discredit those gospels for being true. If anything, those slight differences make it more credible. Mm. Because if everybody got together and colluded afterwards, their stories would be the exact same. But like you said, if the four of us went to a revival and uh, we saw different things, we wrote or we had different. I ain't perspectives, all the way saved yet. <laughs> and we and we and we had different different perspectives. There will be slight differences in them, yeah. right? So um, I know it's a little bit going, you know, into more of the the the, the theological side of it, and and, and um, you know, into the the literary uh, historical element. But um, since we are talking about gospel, I thought that was cool to to, to kind of bring up. But that's that's definitely something that that people should know. Um, right. That you know, it's, it's four different angles to right. Jesus' life. Right. Uh, so, and it's, I mean, it's actually pretty cool, like just seeing like the, the different stories, but it all comes together right. for one great story. Yeah, and and that's the thing about it, like. The the gospel was, you know, preceded by, you know, prophets and they, they talked about the 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 coming of Jesus Christ, what he was gonna do, what he was gonna accomplish, who he was. Man, what was that? Yesterday now that was yeah, yesterday when I talked to you about how just everything was just foreshadowed in the mm -hmm. old old oh, testament. Yeah. Man, oh, it's, yeah. it is crazy, you bro. You see a lot of it in, in Isaiah. Like you, um, you don't you don't necessarily know until you you get to the gospel and mm -hmm. then it ties back to Psalms. Psalms is like famous for that. I feel like right, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, Psalms. Honestly, the very first mention, and they don't mention his name like they don't mention him by name, but the very first like reference to Christ was in the Book of Genesis, chapter three. I think it was verse fifteen, where um. You know, this is right immediately after the fall where they talk about the 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 curse and the serpent and how um um the 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 serpent would strike the heel of of the woman's child and the child the child will, will crush the head of the serpent. That's a reference to Christ, and that's exactly what what, what Christ did on, on on the cross and through his resurrection when he defeated death. Like I said we'll go into that a little bit more as we go throughout the episode. But that, like you said, man, it's a whole the gospels the Yes, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John are described as, are, are the Gospels, eyewitness accounts, mm -hmm. but the whole Bible is full of the good news of Jesus Christ. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complete story that is being, that was foretold before his arrival, and it's still going on now. You yeah. know, we, it's still, um, everything in the book of Revelation hasn't been fulfilled yet. So, 
It's uh, we're in the midst of the story. We're in the midst of it all, and it's and that's the the beautiful part of it. It's honestly depending on what side of history you on, it's a scary <laughs> part of it too. So um, yeah. So, so yeah, man. Let's let's talk about that word sin. Um, I know that that's 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 a scary word. Like it's just ugh, right, right. It's, it just gives you the the shivers, bro. Right. So um, the word sin, um, you know, it just it's him. It not, I'm not gonna say it simply means, but it just means to fall short. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, God is opposed to sin. So God can't be around sin because He's perfect. Right. So I feel like we should just talk a little bit about why sin is so important to understanding what exactly the gospel is. Right. Um, and, and that's a good point, man, to bring up, because honestly, if you really focus or listen to when God, the gospel is preached, if it's really preached like that anymore, you don't hear a focus on sin. Right. We hear that Jesus is a savior. We hear that he died for our sins. That might be the most you hear about it. But in order to have a true. A true, healthy understanding of the gospel, you, we first have to look at ourselves and examine Okay, if if the gospel was God's plan to save humanity, what is exactly what we're being saved from? And so, in order to 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 really answer that question, you have to take a look and really, it's it's a gut check. It's a humbling experience when you look at it. It's 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 a, it's a the biggest lesson in humility. Um, but you have to look at ourselves as, as as human beings and realize that you know, sin is is a huge problem. You know, and it's a, it's it's a problem that is bigger than what. Um, we talk about anymore. And so we really need to really dive deep into that, that whole idea of sin and, and what sin is. So in order to truly understand it, in order to really truly appreciate the gift, we got to understand what it is we're saved. We've been saved from. So I like to say it like, you know, the gospel's good news, but we got to talk about the bad news. Yeah. We are the bad. You can't news. have good news without bad. You news. can't have good news without bad news. <laughs> you can't, you can't, can't have good news about that bad news. So, like I said, a foundational understanding of the gospel definitely starts with an understanding of who we are and who God is. You have to really evaluate who we are and who God is because we're talking about a relationship with him, right? And Correct. so, if you don't know who you are and you don't know who he is, you can't have a relationship with him. Like me and my wife. If I don't know my wife and she don't know me, can we really yeah, have I don't a, need to be married. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Can we really have a, can we really marry bride? See, I see what you did there, theologian. Nah. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, but no, the, and, and that's what we really need to, we really need to, to examine. So um, I think I like to start with God because, you know, he's, he's the, the beginning and the end, right? So um, let's dive into God's character, right? We know that, that God is love. We hear that all the time. God is love. God is love. God is love. That's 100% true. God is love. God is merciful. God is merciful. Yes, he is. He's, he's full of mercy. You know, God is gracious. You know, his, his, his grace is, is, is great. That is, that is hundred percent true. Things we don't hear so much about. We don't talk about so much is God is sovereign and God is just right. Um, and he's not loving or just, he's not merciful or sovereign. He's loving and just he's merciful and he's sovereign he is all of these character traits in one in fullness at the exact same time and he's unwavering in who he is right his character doesn't change um god's god's nature hasn't changed he's the same and he's always been the same from from the beginning um to the end and 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 malachi talks about it in uh was it malachi three three six i think he talks about um 
his nature doesn't change, right? So we have somewhat of a snapshot of God's God's um, nature, right? And going to the loving and the just part, because this is the hard, I think a, a part that we have a, a hard time uh, struggling with is, I don't believe that a person can be loving and not be just, not truly. The two go hand in hand. But, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later when we get down. So, so you know, kind of put a pin in that for right now. But that's a, that's a, that's a, a snapshot of God's nature and who God is, right? Yeah. So then, on the other side of this relationship, on the other side of this equation, we got to look at us. Who are we? Sinners. Sinners. Are we? <laughs> God is, if God is, is loving and, and, and gracious and merciful, then, you know, we're honestly the complete opposite. We're sinful, we're deceitful, we're hateful, we're idolatrous, and we're wicked. But here's the thing. People like to look at those things or, or label those things. Oh, these are just mere character traits. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, but, you know, sometimes I hate. Or I'm okay, but sometimes I, 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 I'm idolatrous. But no, the reality of it is that's our nature, right? Like that is who we are to the core. When we're born into this world, we're born with a nature of sin. It's not good people that are stained with sin. We're dark, evil people, you know, and that's, like I said, that's, that's every single man, woman, or child that was born on this planet since the fall has been born into that, that, that wicked nature that actually opposes the nature of God. If God is loving, we're hateful, you know? If God is just, we're unjust. And that's the, the part that we really, 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 really need to drive home is that our nature is at enmity with the nature of God. And, and it's not stressed enough. It's not um, um, said enough and it's not emphasized enough. Right. Because that's, that's like a, that's a, that's a negative thing that is, being that doesn't want to be portrayed as right. the truth right so you want to see all of the the glitz the glam the glory of god but you don't want to see the the opposite side the the hardcore truth of you know who we are as human beings right so it's 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 hidden because like we would rather human beings we would rather be comfortable and um you know feel liked and and loved versus you know having that that true understanding of right. what it is that's you know just the truth right and the thing is we look at other people like you know we see we see what's going on in the world if there's a mass shooting or or we see an instance where uh, uh um somebody does something you know evil or wrong or somebody shoots up a school or or whatever the case may be and we're like man that person that's a bad person that person's that person's evil that person's wicked how could they do that as if we're any different yeah as if we're any different. We're not. We're not. There's no, they're not worse or better than you. We're all equally evil, deter, de destined and deserving for eternity in hell, separation from God. You know, and and that magnitude, and, and I know it sounds really grim. This is the first episode. We're coming in kind of hard. But it's important for people to truly understand this because, like I said, I keep saying it, it is not taught enough it is not spoken on enough um 
and you have to put sin in its proper perspective in order to get a proper perspective of of salvation right you know our sin our nature is 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 like treason it's like treason to god god's the king of the universe and our 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 nature just is just against him right and we did de we deserve the, the penalty of of, of treasonous people you right. know and and like i said i know i seem like I, I keep hitting this dead horse but it's because people need to hear this it's definitely because people need to hear this. So, um, you want to come in on a lot of note? Like. Nah, man, coming with the truth, dog. Coming with the truth. You know, um, you know, going to the scripture behind it. So y'all know it's not just me. The yeah. scripture says, Romans three ten and eleven. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. Nobody. Outside of Christ, we are dead. So, and and that's something that that we really, 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 really need to understand. And so now we have a problem. Because God's on this side, perfect, holy, righteous, and we're the, and we're on this side, hateful, sinful, deceitful. How do we have a relationship with him? Two different we're, sides of the spectrum. We're not worthy to even to. We're not even worthy to speak his name. We're not worthy to 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 be in his presence. How do we have a relationship with a God like that? Right. Yeah. That's that's what the gospel is all about. That's the whole thing, and that's why we have this problem. If God is perfect and we're not, how can we ever be in relationship with Him? And so, like I said. Because God is is just, his justice demands the death of, of, of the sin, or the sinner, us. You know, it says in, in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. The payment for our sins is death, right? And that's the first half of the verse. You know, we're talking about that now. The first, <laughs> for the wages of sin is death. We're going to get to the gift of God. Because that's what, that's, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the good news. Yeah. I mean, and this is why, like, so many people struggle with God and the gospel. Right. I've heard people say all the time, if if if, if God is is so loving and if God is so merciful and he's full of grace, um, why would the payment for our sins be so high? Why would the payment for our sins be eternity in hell, fire and brimstone, weeping and a gnashing of teeth? If God is 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 is, is so is so loving you know, why would he just not forgive everybody? Why would he just not let everybody, you know, eh, I'm going to forgive you of your sin and I'm going to forgive you. Um, um, and you just come on in. You know, there's no payment for what you did. There's no payment for what you did wrong. And so I also think, I also think about this example all the time. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, man, you killed somebody I loved, right? And we're standing in court. And the judge says, look, Dennis. I know you killed that man's family member or a close friend or whatever, but you know what? I'm just going to let you go. That would not be loving to me. And that's not just. If you love the truth, you'll hate what's a lie. If you love what is good, you'll hate what's evil. Right? So going back to, to why doesn't God just forgive everybody and let everybody go into heaven? Because if he did that, he wouldn't be just. And if he's not just, 
he's not full of love. They can't they 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 can't exist without each other, right? And so that's something that people have to get to through through their minds. We have this misconstrued definition of love. Love means discipline. Love means and that that goes back to what I said about me and my son. You know, it's just right. like when I when I punish my son, it's not me trying to be cruel and unusual to him. It's like saying it's, it's I'm correcting him. Like, hey, you know, that's that's not what we do. Like, it's it's a it's, that's the type of love that you want. Like, just imagine if I wasn't to discipline my child, then he would be out here doing whatever it is that he wants to do. Right. Um, and that's going to further hurt him and even further hurt somebody else more. Somebody else. Exactly. So it's just like God's God's discipline basically is a way of showing his love for us. Exactly. And that's exactly what we need. Yeah. I mean, Romans 12, 9 says, um, let love be without hypocrisy. You abhor or hate um, what is evil and you cling what is good. And if God gives that command to us or if that's what the word says toward us, how much more so is God? You know what I'm saying? So that's the that's the the thing. There's a um, a pastor. I, I, I like to follow him. I like to listen to a lot of things he says. Um, his name's Paul Washer. And I heard him one time. He said, um, if you love life, you will hate death. If you love African-Americans, you will hate slavery. If you love children, you'll hate abortion. And if you love Jews, you'll hate the Holocaust. Right? That's deep. As, as, if you think That's about deep. it like that, right? Yeah. And it's crazy because the next thing that um, I heard him mention was he said, why is it that when we see something wrong, in the society, we see things, you know, that are that are evil or wrong in the society. We reserve the right to be angry. We reserve the right to be like, that's messed up. You know, we see police officers, you know, sometimes commit crimes that are unjust and, and we, we were up in arms or or like I said, we see a, a, a person do something that that is just we view as extra evil. Right. And we're all up in arms about it. like, no, that person, we demand justice. We demand justice. We demand justice. And we're fallible human beings and we out here demanding justice. Yeah. But when God does it, we have the nerve to be like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Nah, nah, dog. Just, just, just forgive us. Yeah. Just love us. And that to me blows my mind that we are so arrogant to think that we should demand justice. But the grand character of the universe doesn't have that right. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, 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 in my opinion, that's a form of self-idolatry that you put your standard above that of God. If you really start breaking down the layers of it, I mean, that's going like deeper, deeper into it, but you are saying that I have the right to demand justice, but God doesn't. How, how, how sinful is that train of thought? And I mean, that just, that just goes down, like you said, to self-idolatry. Like you, you want to, you want to make yourself a higher priority. Right. Um, so that's where that issue comes in. Um, you know, the, the Bible is clear on God's will being done. Yeah. So it's just like when you're when you're doing in that self idolatry moment, you know, you're you're looking more so of the will of yourself. And and that's completely against what the grand creator of the universe has. Who are we to question him and his will and his judgment? I mean, it's it's that's a tough thing though, and this is death to self. Like that's that's what you got to do. You got to understand that his will is higher than our will. Like right. even even Jesus struggled with that. 
when he's in the garden, he's like, if you take this cup from me, you know, like, you know, but let your will be done. Right. So ultimately let your will be done. Exactly. So, I mean, like this, this isn't a, a, a easy thing to do. Right. Um, so again, that's why you got to die to yourself every day. Like this isn't a once in a lifetime, I'm going to die to myself. Right. Um, and then just try to live my best life. Like every day you wake up, you have to die to yourself. Absolutely. I mean, and you know, what's crazy. Uh, I've been, as much as I've been harping on and we've been harping on this idea of sin and who we are in our nature, the bad news, as bad as it is, when you get to the bottom of it, I can smile and be like, you know what? But wait, there's good news. There's more. But God. There's more. But God. <laughs> what did God do? I will right, we'll find out next week. <laughs> <laughs>